My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Welcome back to episode two. Hello, everybody. You guys, we're doing another one. We had so much fun with the first one. We're doing another one. We're back. Lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) So, Nicole, what has you in stitches this week? Oh, man. So, uh, school's over. Summertime. Summertime. I'm busy. This is my busy season, but what have you been up to in your stitches? Well, summer with the kids is, you know, transitioning from having all of the time to myself during the day because right now I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Woohoo! Yeah, go yeah. stay-at-home moms. And um, kids. What can I do to keep my kids Oh, occupied? my gosh. Exactly. There's going to be lots of trips to the pool. That's fun. Lots of trips to, we belong to a climbing gym. Lots of trips to the climbing gym, lots of trips to the ice skating rink. Just you have getting them so much. See, you'll be out. fine. Oh, it's going to be lots of running around with the kids, bike riding, yeah. and just keeping them busy and a lot of just activities, time, activities and being exhausted. And screen time. And screen time. <laughs> yeah. When when mommy needs a break, the TV goes on. So that's I have I like no shame rule. in that. No, you should not have any shame. I do the same. Video I, games, TV. Yes. I put myself in timeout all the time. I'm like, mommy needs a timeout. I put in my earbuds, I pull out my phone, and I watch a show or watch a podcast or do something. That is time. You have to have your own time. You do. So another, so something that has me in stitches this week is um, we took our kids to a farmer's market. A new farmer's market just opened up in our in our area. Fun. And so we went for the first time. And okay. Support your local farmers. Those of you who are lucky enough to live in an area where you have um, agriculture and you have access to fresh produce and and fresh eggs and stuff. It was so much fun. And the kids had so much fun. Um, But man, it is. Did you spend a lot? Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's it's not, you know, Walmart prices. (laughs) It's pretty much the opposite of Walmart prices. <laughs> Nothing against Walmart and no. no shopping there, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're trying to, you know, work on a, a budget and keep yes. your costs down, um, going to a farmer's market is a wonderful treat. Our kids are like, can treat. we do this every week? And we're like, no. no. <laughs> this is a treat. And um, it was wonderful to go and, and to try different things. And you guys, I just made Nicole try some of our little good goodies that we picked up at the farmer's that was market. Fun. I, thank you for your samples. The cheese was funky. Yeah. <laughs> Can't lie. So I have, we have cheese from a, a local dairy that um, is aged. I just had her try the aged uh, six month cheese. It's like a Parmesan. Yeah, it's like a Parmesan. It's she a made nice me hard try cheese. it like alone. Like, what <laughs> I didn't this? give her anything to try it with. Like, I just gave her a big cheese. old hunk of cheese. She's like, I need, I need I mean, crackers. Yes, I love cheese, but you know, when you give me something like a Parmesan on its own, it, and it just, I'm not ready for it. It was, it was pretty intense. It was intense. Yeah. She's like, this is intense. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I need a cracker. Yeah, let's give you a cracker. <laughs> Uh, but, but the yeah. other one yeah the the kef is it kefir or kefir kefir I, i'm terrible i'm i just say kefir <laughs> kefir kefir you know what we're talking about yes it's it's 
you know, the kind of yogurty, um, creamy, yummy goodness. That was really good. I like that one. It was delicious. Yeah. Just that sample was, was really yummy. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what we've been doing. Just trying to keep the kids busy, trying to uh, keep me in coffee so that I can keep up with them. Hashtag coffee oh every my gosh. time, all time. I know. I think we're going to start having like a, a, a paranormal crochet coffee oh. podcast. I won't <laughs> mind that. <laughs> that combination is amazing to me. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and I'm so glad. We we haven't hit a farmer's market in forever. My kids are at that age where we try to take them somewhere like that, and mm-hmm. they complain, and they don't want to do it. And my husband's motto is like, we're the parents. You're going to go where we want to go. And I, 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 I get it. I get that motto, but uh, I don't like the complaining kids. So I'm <sighs> a little bit more like laid back. I'm like, let's do something that everybody likes to do. Yes. Yeah. I, we've been, we've gone through that stage and, and I do have, they, they do still go into that every once in a while where they complain, but I think we've, um, I don't want to say beat it into them. (laughs) We, we've gotten them to the point where they're starting to trust us that any little adventure that may not seem like it's fun we usually turn it around and, and oh, make good. it fun. My husband is amazing at that. He That's always good. comes up with, for example, when we went to the farmer's market and we started walking around, the kids were just like deer in headlights. They were mm-hmm. just like, what's going on? What is this? And they kind of started to shrink away a little bit and they weren't quite sure what to do or what to think. And then he said, okay, this is the game. We're going to walk around and look at all the stalls and we're going to just look at everything and think about what we might want. And you're going to each pick something different that you've never tried before that you think would be kind of cool to to eat and to try. So our kids got to walk around the market and um, look at everything that each vendor had to offer. And then they got to make choices on what they thought looked interesting and a, some, something new for them to try. And my youngest loves to shop. So she was way in when she was like, oh, I get to buy something. Oh, that's Aww, exciting. I would be too. So we wound up, everyone picked fruits and vegetables, which I was really impressed with. That's- I that's shocking. Would, I know. I thought they would try something because something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that it was a lot of fun and, and they wound up having a lot of fun with it. So we just try to turn everything into like a game to get them excited. And and that's smart. Yeah. Very cool. Well, you're ready to dive into our new pattern. <gasps> yes. So we're going to continue on with our series of nature Um, So we have a lot more nature stuff coming your way. So let's get stitching. (laughs) I love how we dance for that. (laughs) Okay, guys, we're diving back in with our next stitch. And the reason why I'm laughing so hard is because during the music break, we dance. And so it's, it's really fun. Okay. So the next stitch that we're going to learn, remember, we're working on a project, which is going to eventually turn into a blanket with a bunch of different nature stitches. We're nature. making eight by eight squares. And so the next stitch that I'm going to teach you, you guys, this is the easiest stitch called the moss stitch it's also known as the linen stitch and this is pretty I like this one too yeah I saw it and I was like oh that looks kind of complicated 
It's the easiest thing in the world. Little disclaimer, I may or may not have at one point when I was practicing this stitch, you know, it was a weekend. I may have had a cocktail and I just picked up my yarn and I just went to town on this stitch. It is that easy that you can do it when you got a good buzz going on. Okay. Disclaimer again, Angela (laughs) is the like, uh, wonderkind of crocheting somehow. (laughs) I don't know how she picks these up. So she says it's easy. She thinks I can do this. I I think I can do it. It's easy. It's just two things that you need to know how to do and they are the most two basic things to crocheting you need to know how to chain and you need to know how to single crochet that is all you're doing for the stitch okay i believe you chaining and single crocheting okay so i'm keeping with my size six or a j six millimeter hook size j hook the one Um, hook i've had my whole life (laughs) (laughs) The one hook that she uses for her one pattern that she, her her shell stitch pattern, which I don't know how to do that. So that's something that she gets to teach me because I haven't done a shell stitch. You're going to pick that up. You're like, oh, this is too easy. (laughs) That's okay. No, this one's too easy. The moss stitch is too easy. Okay. So for our eight by eight pattern. Okay. I have to tell you something. When I was working on the sample of, of this to when I was practicing it, I did my 30, I changed 30, which is what I did for the Alpine because that mm-hmm. that equals eight for me. Mm-hmm. So I chained 30 and it's going to be an even number plus when you're chaining, it's going to be even number plus four because you're going to go back to the fourth um, stitch off the, cha- off the hook when you're going back to do your single crochet when you're setting up the first row. So it's, so for me, I did 34 chains and then went back to the 30th stitch and then set up my first row. Mm -hmm. And, and then I, you know, did my test swatch for a little while. And I was like, this is working up so much smaller than the, than my Alpine. It's not coming out to eight. It was coming out to seven inches. I was like, what's going on? Why is it working up so much smaller? You guys, I had the wrong size hook. That's what I did. See, it makes a difference, <laughs> huh? Use the same size hook. Ah, just just technical's motto, don't change the hook size ever. <laughs> I think I had like a five millimeter hook and I didn't even realize that I picked up a different size hook. And, was and just that's what made it going with, interesting. Yes. Okay. So make sure that you're using the same size hook and the same gauge yarn. You can change colors all you want, but, but for a blanket, for all one big compilation right use Use the the same same size size hook hook. okay (laughs) so anyway I just wanted to share that with you guys it was funny because then when I realized my mistake and I went back to the size six I was Mm -hmm. like oh it is still chain 30 plus four for the for the turn it's the same it will still come up to an eight by eight so whatever you used to get your alpine square um use that same hook it's still the same amount of chain plus four to turn back. So for me, I chained 34. I went back forced the fourth stitch off the hook and I single crocheted into that stitch and then I chained one and skipped the next stitch. So you're single crocheting in every other stitch. Every other stitch. And skipping the the chain one. So it's a single crochet, chain one. Single crochet, chain one. Single crochet, chain one. And, and every time you so chain one, you're skipping the stitch underneath. Underneath. Yes. Okay. Okay. And really, that's all this is. 
Did you hear that, everybody? Single crochet, chain one. So you do that all the way back, and that's your row one. Then you're going to chain two. She's looking at it right now. I'm staring, staring at, at it, it intently because I want to see. Okay, then you chain two, and then you dive into that first chain space that you set up on chain one. And then you're going to single crochet into that chain one space. I'm handing it off to Nicole. To She's going to go now. Okay. So you single crochet into that chain one space. Right here? Into the space. So this is this is your stitch, and you're going to go into that space. And, and then you're going to single crochet. Okay. She's do, do, doing do. it right now. And then chain. And then chain one. And then you're going to find the next space. Which is here. So you're going to skip the stitch and then go into that next space. Did I do it right? Yep. And then you're going to single crochet and chain one. You guys, and I that's all this. you're doing. You go into the chain one space, single crochet, chain one. That's the moss stitch? That's the moss stitch. And then when you get to the end of the row. Oh, I'm getting there. Hold on. Okay. She's almost there. Oh, okay. I'm at the end. Yep. Yep. So you're going to single crochet into that chain two space. There you go. You're going to chain two and turn. Guys, I got this. I know. This is like the first stitch so, that Nicole feels super confident on. I love it. Okay, so did you turn? Yeah, so now I'm turning. Do I go in the middle, in the first one right here? No. <clears throat> so you go into that first that chain space, space which it. is right there. Okay. So you're going to single crochet and chain one. And that's all you do, guys. I'm telling you, it's that easy. I got you this, can guys. do it. You can sip your wine. On the weekend when the kids go yeah. down. Watch your creepy movies. Watch your creepy Listen movies. Listen to your creepy podcast. This is the easiest stitch to do. Look and at it this. Goes I'm going so without even her fast. telling me. I know. <gasps> She's feeling that confident, you guys. This is... Okay, I've been crocheting with Nicole for a while, and this is the most hands-off I've ever been. <laughs> I have to go to her and go, did I do this right? And she goes, nope. And she has to go back and correct me. There's this crazy chevron pattern that we were doing, and she had to put little markers in because I totally messed up. So, yeah. This oh, is, yeah. Remember counting that? to 11? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't count up everybody, apparently. So, anyway, this She's is like, amazing. like, fix this. Why do I have nine and I'm supposed yeah, to have 11? Yeah, I was totally off on that one. And I really want to make that. We'll finish that pattern. But yes, This is will. great. Yeah, moss pattern is the coolest pattern. That's it. She's already my, done with the next and row. I'm already on the next row. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I so think everyone's got this one. That's the moss stitch. I'm telling you. I love it. This is the easiest one. Check out the YouTube page. Yes. This will be available on our YouTube channel, the Ominous Stitch podcast on, on YouTube. And you can see us doing this live and crochet along with us, guys. Please. Or just listen to us because we don't mind either way. So, and that's all there is to the moss stitch, guys. It's that simple. I'm so proud of you, Nicole. That's like the Thank fastest you. you've ever done. I, I'm so, I'm, I'm, well, I've got the greatest teacher in the world. Oh so. my goodness. You're so sweet. All you right. have to say that because you're my friend. No, that's not true. <laughs> I don't have to say that. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. Okay. So now that we've got our stitch going, should we talk about our next story? Yes, let's do this. more dancing oh man okay everybody let's take our travel pants on 
to Japan. Our travel pants. Our travel pants. I love it. And we're going to go visit the Aokigahara Forest. Aokigahara. Yes. Ooh. Now, before we dive in, I just want to give a quick trigger warning because Aokigahara is a popular forest, unfortunately, for suicide. Oh. Yes. It's a very sad. And I'll go into why, but... Just know if you um, have any suicidal tendencies, thoughts, we know that life is pretty hard, especially after these last few years. Help is always available. Please call National Suicide Prevention Lifeline if you need anybody and you don't have anybody. That is at 800-273-8255. Again, 800-273-8255. All right. So Aokigahara. Uh, let me go into the geography. Okay, I love this part. I know, <laughs> just to give you a little background about the forest. All right, it's very dense, 30 square kilometer forest that sits at the foot of Mount Fuji, the Ooh. highest mountain peak in Japan. It's good water. Oh no, <laughs> that's Fiji water. <laughs> I just slapped there. You're probably going to take that up. <laughs> oh my God. I love Angela so much. She makes me laugh. All right. Mount Fuji, not Mount Fiji. (laughs) Um, All right. The forest grew from the lava of Mount Fuji from the massive eruption that took place in 864 AD. And the porous lava bedrock absorbs sound and adds to the sense of isolation. So we have porous rock again. Yes. And so we talked about the porous limestone in the last episode. Correct. So is lava another good conductor of paranormal energy? Good question. But you know why? I'm going to go into this because it's pretty crazy that um, from Japan.travel website, if you hold a compass to the rocky volcanic ground, it may react to the natural magnetism. Oh. Yeah. So... When you take any kind of compass or, um, yeah, GPS system, they're not going to work because <gasps> of that volcanic floor and the high iron deposits. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, don't get lost. <laughs> I mean, it's ominous. It's ominous. Very Ooh. ominous. Um, yeah. So that is a setup for so many good horror movies right? because it's like you can't use your GPS to can't find your way out. No, it's going to You spin. guys, our technology these days is just messing up. The horror movie industry, I think, because I'm always like, well, just use your phone, use call your phone. somebody. No, but you're in a forest. You, you probably have no signal in this forest. Yeah. Either. So you have to go into the whole, you have no single signal. Your GPS doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Your analog instruments don't work because of the magnets. And that so would, you really are lost. That would scare me. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I'm not great with direction. <laughs> no, she's not. So if I get into this, I tell Angela when I'm driving, I type in wherever I go into my GPS. It doesn't matter it doesn't if matter. she's been there a million, a million times, times yep. she's got a gps and you know why and it's also because sometimes there's traffic sometimes it ha- you know so i want to find you the wanna, quickest way yeah you know? get, a, get around it yeah so yeah so in aokigahara you cannot use gps you can't use compasses and the ground is extremely hard to the point that traditional hiking tools such as spikes and axes cannot even penetrate the ground oh my gosh isn't that crazy <gasps> I would not want to go camping there. I was going to say, how do you set up tents? I know there's tents that they, you know, how would you get that into the ground? I don't know. How do you? Oh, yeah. There's no, yeah. So, yeah. Glue it? (laughs) (laughs) 
Angela. <laughs> All right. Um, Japanese tourism agencies even warn visitors to stay on the designated trails because if you step out of the trail, you will only see trees around you, making it very easy to get lost. I mean, a forest is full of trees, right? <laughs> you can't see the tree. You can't see the tree through the forest, right? Yeah. So it's scary. Yeah. A forest would have lots of trees. I, I would think. Yes. Yeah. But I think, yeah, specifically, they. I think they're, you know, re- going back to that you can't use a GPS system. Um, you're going to get lost. Yes. Yeah. So stay on that trail. Stay on the trail. Yeah. Don't get off the path. Stay on the path. Right. Okay. Now, as I mentioned earlier, even though it was initially named the Sea of Trees, many now know it as the Suicide Forest. Oh. Yes. And it's very unfortunate. Yeah. And this forest is one of the most common locations for people to commit suicide. And it's it's actually the second in the world. Do you know what the first one is? Can you guess? What? The Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Oh my gosh. Isn't really? That crazy? Yeah. So that's the first that, that counting. And then that's really sad to do. But oh. yeah, that's the first. Aokigahara is the second. Oh my gosh. Yes. So speculation about the high number of suicides here is as actually due to the, um, they think, is the 1960 book called Kuroi Kaiju or Black Sea of Trees, which is about two lovers who decide to commit suicide in Aokigahara, romanticizing the concept. Oh. Prior to that, I actually found that um, ancient times, so this is, I don't know, specific times, but they said that families would abandon people in the forest during periods of famine when there was not oh, enough food to come around. Gosh, that is so harsh. Yeah, that's, <gasps> can you imagine? We were just talking about a farmer's market where oh. you, you know, you can get anything. They couldn't get anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- in their thought process by sacrificing family members to the forest, there would be less mouths to feed and therefore enough food for the rest of the family. A little more serious again, unfortunately. As far as numbers, the local police stopped publishing the number of suicides that take place in Aokigahara so it could be seen as more of an amazing forest rather than a place to take your life I know last data recorded was in 2003 105 confirmed suicides registered but the number could be more because a lot of corpses uh, are never found oh my gosh very sad in 2010 police records show that 247 people attempted suicide but only 54 of them resulted in death so a little better but people my heart is breaking for all these people i'm like there's always other options and life is fluid things are always changing so even if something seems so bleak bleak and dark and Mm -hmm. you don't see your way out of it there is always a way out of it you just gotta hang on and keep going and find people that will help you and will talk you through there's always people that are there to help you and talk you through any hardship or anything that's going on in your head even if you think that there isn't there is there's always that option i think that's what it is i think people get so down thinking that no one is there for them and that's just so sad but yes i feel like there's I mean, I feel like there's always one person there that would be willing to help you out in, in any situation. So, yeah. um, But even the local government are trying to dissuade the thoughts of suicide in Aokigahara right now because 
at the beginning in the entrance, there's they put a sign up, and it reminds visitors, and this is in Japanese Nihongo, uh, but it reminds visitors that life is a precious gift from their parents, and to quietly think once more about your parents, siblings, or children. Please don't suffer alone and first reach out. Yeah, yeah. that's good advice. Yeah, that's really nice, and I'm really glad they did that, but... So- Always look on the bright side of life. Do 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 do. Thank you, because I can't whistle. <laughs> I couldn't do the whistle. I can whistle, but I don't want to. If I whistle, I might make the microphone go crazy. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. There are stories when you're on the trails and things like that, um, and your GPS isn't working and compasses aren't working. Uh, people are entering the forest. Uh, they'll string a long tape behind them so they can find their way back. Oh, but better tape than breadcrumbs, but tape breaks people. That's well, not. <laughs> so yeah. So, or you run out of it. <laughs> that, or there are stories of people having their tape deliberately cut, <gasps> leaving them lost in the woods. Oh, that's mean. Yes. <gasps> Who's cutting the tape? That's a good question. That's oh. the mystery. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so the haunted paranormal um, situations around this, obviously, um, with the suicidal tendencies and people dying in here, um, it relates to um, a website. I'm going to read you some information from a website called yokai.com slash yurei. Yokai. Yeah. So for, for parents out there, this is not the cartoon yokai, although... You know that yokai is based off of ghosts and spirits. Yes, yes, yeah. they yeah. are. The yokai, so, yes. Oh, my gosh. This is not the happy yokai weird. Oh, my gosh. I can go on a tangent about my kids got these toys, the yokai toys. Yes, the yokai watch yes. toys. Yes, we had them too. You have them and they talk and they like, oh, are so annoying. Yeah, yes. okay. Um, no, but this is the opposite of, of the happy yokai. And these, um, according to Japanese folklore, they're called yurei. 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 Um, yurei haunt the Aokigahara forest and yurei translates to faint spirit or ghost and are commonly found in graveyards houses or near the place of death okay yurei retain the features and the clothing they wore when they died or were buried yurei are capable of invoking powerful curses they do not roam but haunt one particular place or person Ooh, so it's kind of like a residual haunting. Residual, very, yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, some yurei are reluctant to accept their own deaths. Each haunting is as unique as a person it originated from, oh. and only when its purpose for existing is fulfilled or it is exercised by a priest and a, uh, a yurei finally can rest. Oh, so they're stuck. Mm-hmm. Until they can get resolution, mm-hmm. and then they get to move on. So wow, again, that's a that's a very you know across the world. Yeah, it's ghost. a very common yeah. thing mm-hmm. to happen with hauntings and with ghosts. Exactly. A lot of spirits um, get trapped in that one moment in time, and they're just reliving it and replaying it until they're able to get some kind of resolution. And um, one of one of my favorite things to watch is I love watching um, the, those the medium shows. So there was like Long Island Medium, That's right, yeah. and then there was um, oh gosh, what was her name? Russo uh, is her last name. Um, 
was she on a show yes she has a show and she she would take celebrities uh, it was on the lnm network and she would take celebrities to places where they were haunted and um there were a lot of times where there were like residual hauntings in those and she would be able to communicate with the spirits and get their stories told and have that celebrity or whoever she was with help that um entity move forward and move into the light and get past what it was because they were able to tell their story but a lot of times those spirits were trying to connect because they felt a similar uh kinship with um that celebrity Mm. celebrities because you know always had to be celebrities of course but um they would feel something that connected them to them because either they were going through a similar hardship to Mm -hmm. what that entity experienced right before their death Mm -hmm. Or they saw something in themselves that they could relate to. Um, Interesting. And so they would kind of, that's why they came forward and haunted that particular person. Because they felt like they could relate to them. Yes. Interesting. Wow. And um, so once she was, Kim Russo, that's her name, Kim. So once Kim was able to um, communicate with that entity and get their story told, Mm -hmm. she was able to help a lot of them move through. That's so awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I love mediums that, I love watching medium shows, but I love mediums that are able to connect, connect and Mm -hmm. get the stories told of those entities that are trapped in that space. So sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah. That's, this is exactly, we need to send send Kim Russo to Aokikahara so she can help. (gasps) She can clear the forest. Yeah. Clear that forest. Help the Yure move forward. Yeah, man. Just like in that, what you're talking about, um, in traditional Japanese beliefs, those who do not receive the proper funeral rites can't pass on, just like that. So, yes. Um, they remain stuck in a purgatory that is part physical world and part ethereal. Others who die suddenly, tragically, or violently are sometimes unable to pass on even with the proper prayers and rites. These lost souls transform into yuri. Aww. Yeah. Now, the Let, bo- let's start a like a GoFundMe to send Kim to <laughs> Aokikarara. I wonder if she's, I mean, you, how long has she been on, on TV? Has she, I'm sure she's heard of. Aokikara. Oh, I'm sure she has. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure she has. I think that would be such a neat experience to see or, or yeah, send somebody. I would want to be part of that team. Yeah. I would want to go with her. Try and, to clear it out. Yeah. That'd be hard though. You, I wonder if it just takes a toll on people. I'm too. sure it does. I'm sure it's so draining because yeah. when you're communicating and getting their energy, you're mm-hmm. feeling that energy mm-hmm. off of that. Um, Would now, there be a language barrier too? I wonder. You know, I bet when you when you move on, I wonder if you if language becomes like a universal language. I think so. Yeah, because. And, and it even doesn't have to be speaking language. I'm sure it's it's because you're an energy at that point. I'm sure you can feel how they're feeling and, you know. Yeah. So. And yeah. And I'm sure they communicate through a lot of imagery. That's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The belief in Yure continues today when a body is found in Aokigahara. The forest guardians, there's actually a forest guardians. Yeah. So are these like little mythological no. nymphs or no, something? No, no. Oh, these are real <laughs> these people? These are real people. Forest <gasps> guardians. Really? Yes. They need them in Aokigahara oh. because of that. Yeah. So forest guardians, uh, play, they place the body that they find in a room next to the forest before they send it to the authorities. So I'm guessing their they're, they're forest guardians are 
our like our forestry department yes our the forest rangers forest ranger yeah ranger that's what yeah. i was trying ranger. to think of. my yeah. brain i can think of a million other things and when i'm trying to think of one well <laughs> i mean we're moms we have mom brain it's a real thing it is a real you thing. guys my nickname before i had kids People used to call me the elephant because I would never forget. Mm. I, I, my brain stored so much information and I could just recall it so quickly. Mm-hmm. And now I can't remember simple words. They're just gone. <laughs> you don't use them enough. So no. You don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> no, well, simple words like door. I remember one time I was like, you need to shut the, 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 the thing that you go in and out of. What is that called? Especially and, when you're angry. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> And my kid is like, it, the door? Are you talking about the door? Yes, that thing. Shut it. Don't let the dog out or something. You know. No, I do. Uh, simple words. Or you call them different names. Oh, uh, yeah. So you go angry. through every single name. Yep. I went through the dog's name. Yeah. 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 Miles. <laughs> <laughs> That's her dog, Miles. Oh, Miles. All right. So they place the body that they find uh, in a room next to the forest. And legend has it that if the body is left alone in the room... It's uteri move around screaming in the room. Oh, no. Yes. So hence, forest guards will actually play rock, paper, scissors <gasps> to determine who the unlucky companion to the body is. So they don't want to leave it alone, but they, they don't want to go in there. So Because it's like it feels trapped and, yeah. and stuck in that and they don't want to be the one that has to guard the body. Exactly. Oh, well, why do they do it that way? Well, no. don't put I it mean, in the room. I'm sure they put it in the room so that other people that are coming to the forest aren't disturbed by seeing this, you know, dead body. Right. That's probably also, that's a good, good assumption. Yeah. If you leave it outside, there's room for people to see this body. Yeah. Which is pretty scary. So, Aww. yeah, that's sad. You have to tell the Yore, you're okay. You're in a you're, safe you're place. You're going to be okay. Well, that's why. You got to go talk to them. Go, go sit in that room with them. So. Yeah. And calm them down. Yeah. People often do report hearing blood curdling unnatural screams while wandering the forest. And it's said to be made by the Yure. A writer for the Japan Times told of an incident where he um, heard a terrifying scream in the forest. When he went searching... For the source of the noise, he came across the dead body of a man at the base of a tree. Oh. A quick examination revealed that the corpse had been dead for some time and could not have been the source of the scream physically. Oh, wow. So, oh, so it was like the screaming led him. So he may mm-hmm. have been hearing like the residual yeah, the yure. haunting. The yure. Yeah. yeah. You hear the, the yure. The yure is leading out. you to the body. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, again, though, the circling back, if you bring that body out of the, of the forest, the physical body in the Yure has, has to be trapped because they're probably unfinished. So Yeah. I have so many questions for the Yure. I want to know how it happened and how I can help them. You're the medium. Go go to it. I, yeah. You can do it. Send me there. I will I don't go. Know. Would Let's you, go to Japan. Would you be able to handle that, though? Because... That's a lot of energy to take on, and that's not all good energy, you know. So, no, it would be terrifying because yeah. I'm sure that. Um, okay, so well, I guess we're kind of talking about it. I am somewhat of an empath, and I have been able to communicate from time to time with um, people that I know that have passed on, and it's not it's not something that I've 
practiced a lot. It's just something that has happened. And um, I'm really interested in learning how to, to use that gift more. But um, it is something that I've been able to tap into and do, which has led me to really have a strong interest in paranormal. And this had me, this is why we, just as a, a heads up, this is how we became on the topic of paranormal. She brought this up to me and my jaw dropped. And I, she never told me in the last 10 well, years about this. it's not something that you, you know, casually no, drop in a conversation. Like, I'm, by the way, yeah. I have some psychic ability. Which um, is amazing though. I, I just... I wish, I kind of wish I could do that, but at the same time, I don't because I think I would pee my pants like daily. Yes. So it's interesting because it has brought me comfort when I needed it. Mm. Um, and it's still scary for me, which is another reason why I haven't like really developed it. And mm -hmm. it's, it's weird because people that haven't developed that sense don't believe in it. So it's not something that I like to bring up in front of people because people will be like, oh, okay, sure. you're just full of it and yeah. you don't. But those of you that have had experiences and most of us have had mm -hmm. experiences because we can all do it. We all are capable of having that sense. Most of us don't want to experience it mm -hmm. or let it be something that, you know, that we acknowledge well, it's just it's again that's that word supernatural it's not natural yes and people don't want if you know if it's not been around in front of you daily yes in, in the, that real life situation it's hard to believe yes and you don't want to some people i think just refuse to they believe. refuse to believe that those coincidences mm -hmm. and if you can see me i'm using air quotes air quote. those coincidences that pop up in your life it's real it's not a coincidence mm -hmm. it's something that happens and and i've had enough experiences that have gone beyond those gentle coincidences to know that okay this is mm -hmm. a real thing that's happening to me and so i've accepted it and when it happens i go with it and i accept it and it's but it's not something that like i have spent a lot of time trying to develop in myself because it's still a little scary. Oh, it's yeah. still a little, no, I can't imagine. a little weird. But um, so that's what she's tapping into. I would find it interesting whenever I do um, go to places that are, are haunted. Sometimes it's scary, but other times it's like, I really want to know what that person's story is. And I want to know what's going on with them. And I want to be able to help them to get past whatever it is. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's just me in my nature anyway, even with say, live people. <laughs> a beautiful nature of trying to help. I mean, again, as a teacher, I think yeah. when, you, when you go towards that career, yeah, you're going to want to help in outside of your career. You're going to just want to be a helpful person. And yeah, that's, that's yeah. Angela. So I just, I want to, I want to know their story. I want to help them. And mm -hmm. so I, that's what I would be interested in, in doing with these with the yore is, mm -hmm. is finding out what their story right? yeah finding out their story and mm -hmm. help them to move past it so kim if you're listening you and i let's go to japan yeah go travel <laughs> go fund me we'll take nicole she'll be scared the whole time but she'll <laughs> she'll find it fascinating i i mean uh, this is a side note i have been to japan just not the aokugahara forest oh i went with when i was in uh, my college years we went on tour in Kyoto. Oh. But not that I would have, if I knew then that the, the Aokigahara forest was there, I'm sure I would have tried. But, you know, group trips, you can't really diverge from, from where you are. So, right. 
But anyway, I love Japan. I think I think Japan's a beautiful place. Yeah, my dad's been there. He loved it. It's oh, nice. his most favorite place yeah. that he's ever been. It's my my favorite people. They are. You were talking in our last episode about the German people being nice. Mm-hmm. We got lost when we were there. We were on a like a side excursion. We walked into their Seven Eleven. Uh huh. Um, the attendant didn't speak English, but he tried so hard to help us, and he even oh. tried to walk us out of the of the store and just like kind of walked and pointed and was like so nice um, oh, and that's, that's so where sweet yeah that's where I kind of um my epitome of okay that's in my head how nice and and very sweet the the Japanese people are what I like about the Japanese people and this is true of the of Japanese people that I've met and that mm-hmm. I've befriended I've never j- been to Japan so I can't say that this is overall what it is but Mm -hmm. my sense of it is they're just polite and respectful respectful that's the best word word is that they're Mm -hmm. very respectful Mm -hmm. of their environment Mm -hmm. of their family of other people Mm -hmm. which I think is beautiful Mm -hmm. I love that I love how they look at just like a simple object and they see what it is and what it does and and how to be respectful of that and mm-hmm. be thankful and grateful thankful. for what that object mm-hmm. provides for them in their lives. Marie Kondo. Yeah, I love Marie yes. Kondo. Yeah. I definitely watch all of her. <laughs> the sparks joy. But I love that because I have a hard time letting go of things. We're very American. That, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, it has a dollar value. Yes. I spent money, money on this. That's how I look at things too. And then it just clutters my house and yep. I need to get rid of it because it does not spark joy for me. Yep. No, my <laughs> so. husband's like, you're hoarding. I'm like, but we could we could sell this later. You're never going to do it. Throw it away. Yeah, you're never going to sell it. <laughs> like, so ah! I finally learned, I'm like, I thank it for what, it, what purpose it has served in my life. Mm-hmm. And then I'm able to let it go. Oh, I think nice. that's beautiful that's to be able really to do that. That's a really good motto with your things, yeah. And my oldest daughter is the same way that I am. She Aww. wants to hold on to everything because it all has some kind of, for her, it's a sentimental value. For me, it has moved beyond sentimental and been like, it's got a monetary value to it. I <laughs> yes. know how much money I spent on it. Yes. For her, it's all sentimental. And when she has to say goodbye to clothes mm. that she loved and that she wore forever and she's just growing like a weed right now oh my gosh she's 11 and probably about five 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 six she's taller than nicole she's Um, only 11 right she's 11 yeah just growing like a weed but having to say goodbye to certain things for her is is really tough so yeah she she's more accepting of it if she gets to thank it for Mm. its purpose and and what it served for her in her life and let it move on I love that be thankful and grateful for what you have Mm -hmm. yes and I love that about the Japanese people yeah we we digressed so much no we're coming back guys sorry (laughs) this is who we are welcome to the ominous ditch podcast guys um moving back um so in the forest, some have reported objects of uh, seeing objects move and seeing shadows among the trees. Spiritualists say that the trees themselves are filled with a malevolent energy. Ooh. Um, now, tied into that, it's it's all about yurei. Um, but next, supposedly, there have been actual ghost sightings with hikers, sometimes claiming to see white figures drifting between the trees <gasps> i was watching a show did you see, okay uh, oh gosh what is it called 
Destination Truth. Truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. They went to Aokikahara. Yes. Yes. And they saw yes. a white figure. Yes. That's I'm slapping her knee right now. <laughs> well, you just, you jumped to where I was going to say. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> so I love she it. she saw this. Okay. Okay. So in 2013, the sci-fi show Destination Truth, I'm sure most of you have heard of this, um, they took a trip, yeah, to Aokigahara and filmed their excursion at night. So there's a YouTube clip that you can watch the whole show. We're not going to link that. We will link the clip. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that was was creepy. And the guy was so funny. Okay. (laughs) I'm like slapping her knee again. She's excited about this. I am. Um, because it is. The the clip is really creepy and you, they circle it and you see something and it's there. I mean, I, mean, I don't know if you could um, edit that in the way that that thing creeped in and out. It's it's creepy. But anyway, yeah. so you can see it. Um, they catch a white apparition in the woods for a few slack seconds and it just slowly vanishes and shrinks away. Yeah. It's kind, it's kind of like it, it just it materializes yeah. kind of. It's next to a tree and it kind of materializes and then you see this human form and it's definitely a human form. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like the um, man sticker that you see on the um, bathrooms. The man. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's the head and the shoulders. And, I totally, right? no, I was, see, in my, when I saw it, I thought of the ring girl. Like, I didn't see oh, the hair, right? But yeah. you see how, how she moves out of, oh, like, yeah. the well. Like, it, it just kind of comes up. Yes. And then it's there. And then it's, then it's it the silhouette of a man. And then it slinks back kind of the way it came. But awkwardly, not like yeah. you were, like, if. if There's no us. way a real person could just slide yeah, in and out that way. They would have to bend down or, or fall, like. Yeah, our slink. joints don't move yes. that way. Yeah, yeah, that's really creepy. Oh man! Last I've got for you um, is just a quick little blurb, and then that it's in the New Zealand Herald Online. Um, they mentioned that there are very religious undertones regarding the hauntings. So, um, in two thousand, a Buddhist monk, Kyomyo Fukui. I guess You're that's so right. Good at saying these yeah. Okay. I had a little bit of, of Japanese in high school. That's okay. Why good. I, think I, I can't help you with Japanese. <laughs> that's okay. You helped me with my German very well last time. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Kyomyo Fukui, I think. Sorry, please, please don't, don't kill me for that one. Um, the spirits are calling people here to kill themselves. <gasps> the spirits of the people who have committed suicide before. Oh. So what happened was in that year 2000, him and 50 other monks from his temple, they came to, uh, for the first time to construct a temporary altar in the car park, and they prayed for the repose of the troubled spirits of Aokigahara. Oh. Um, and again, now, it's hard to, to tie the religious undertones, but at the same time, it's easy because, again, that's, that's your spirit. That's your, you know, your life force is stuck and if you are calling uh you want other people to join you to be stuck because you don't want to be alone. misery loves company exactly yeah so that's there that was their kind of um theory and i don't know if it worked that they just kind of the new zealand online just reported that's what they were doing but i don't think it helped unfortunately because obviously there's more suicides after that so yeah they yeah. tried they tried see you got to talk to them and help them move on yeah, it's a beautiful forest as a recap, but having no hiking gear, no no compasses, no mechanical, no um, 
electrical things that would work to get you around the forest. Yes. I think it, I may not want to go visit just because of that alone. I would just get lost in general. <laughs> if you don't have a good sense of direction. I, which I don't. Yes. Don't use tape. Don't use tape. Because it gets cut. Yeah. Don't go into the woods at night. Alone. Stay on the path. Stay on the path. When you hear people scream, don't follow them. That's the yure trying to trick you and, and pull you Get in. Get the heck out of there. There you go. Wow. That is way more haunted and um, more ominous. Ominous. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to continue on with more haunted forest stories. More haunted. I think we're going to. So gonna, many haunted forests, yes, guys. Stay tuned. Um, I believe we're going to go a deep dive into Yosemite. <gasps> I'm going there so many times this summer, guys. Maybe you'll see a haunting. Oh, that don't would be get, cool. Don't get snatched. That's my, I think, what we're going to be talking about. Is don't get snatched? Don't, don't. There's some, okay, uh, just as a preview, my, at least for my research, um, it's a lot of missing cases, but mysterious missing cases. <gasps> oh. yeah. So stay tuned for our next episode. Angela and I, like, we copy each other. <laughs> and, and now we're back after our wonderful dance break. We will have to film that for just a, like a little extra. We'll put it on our just socials of what we do. Picture the wacky waving inflatable arm guy. That's us. That's what we're doing. Oh my god. That's it. Okay. All right. So, so it's movie time, guys. Movie o'clock. Movie. Nicole made me watch another scary movie. And there's a theme to this as well. I, I, we'll try to. We're gonna move around, but our movie that we're reviewing in this episode is insidious 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 came out in 2010 uh, imdb rating is 6.8 stars and the synopsis is a family looks to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose child in a realm called the further the further the upside down the upside down. <laughs> Shh. We are not claiming this is Stranger Things. The further. <laughs> the All further. Right. Okay. So, Angela, give us give us some background to this movie. Uh, okay. So, here are my issues. <laughs> okay. Well, no. We'll talk about the positives first. We'll do the positives. This is another James Wan masterpiece. That's why we're connecting. Yep. Yes. Okay. So, we watched uh, The Conjuring last episode, and we talked about all the beautiful cinemata- cinematography that he had going on. Just right. gorgeous shots. This also had some really beautiful shots. Right the opening the sequence yes. with the focus on the light and then moving through the house. And that mm-hmm. was really cool. I love that. I remember when I was watching it and I was texting Nicole again, another awesome text chain between the two of us. Mm-hmm. But I was texting Nicole and I was like, this is beautiful. The I love the way that it's shot. The music. Oh, and the music is really cool. Mm-hmm. And she's like, pay attention to the drawings. Yes. Pay attention to what you see. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And it's a it's little a foreshadowing. Smart, it's a very clever way to open a movie to introduce the names and things yes. while showing some really creepy, like um, the the house and some things move, yeah, and some things don't. Yeah, you getting just have you to pay attention. Yeah, getting you in the vibe of of where this is going. Because mm-hmm. unlike The Conjuring, this is not based on true events or no. real life. 
Um, so uh, this is out of somebody's pure, insane imagination. <laughs> and it's a wonderful, wonderful imagination. But based on some some things that people do um, believe in and, mm-hmm. and some metaphysical, like astral projection. Astral projection, yeah. Yeah, which is an interesting concept. Have you ever had any experiences of astral I, projecting? You know, I, not, not personally, and I don't know anybody who has. I don't know if this is related. I do have um, premonition dreams. Ooh. Had, and we'll maybe deep dive into that later, but I've had dream. This is where my little into the into the unknown. I oh, that's day- another song cue that I'm not gonna do. <laughs> Disney. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um but yeah, the deja vu premonition is kind of I think in a way almost tied to the astral projection, but that mm-hmm. one is even crazier. Yeah. I I mean I've had dreams where I can see my body and that's like talked that's about yeah. yeah that's that's something that's mentioned in the movie of when they're explaining what astral projection is where you're kind of it's that outside of your body experience mm-hmm. that you have and it happens when you're in a dream or in a dreamlike state right and I've had moments like that in dreams when I was younger hmm. I think when you're younger you have a better connection with the the um, paranormal supernatural different realm yes yeah yeah the other dimensions other dimensions i do remember having dreams um where i'm just looking at my body and just kind of floating and like whoa what's going on here and then i'm coming right back yeah then i jump right back in so um but yeah i think this is a really interesting topic and Mm -hmm. it takes like three quarters of the movie before you realize what's going on there (laughs) that is a mystery what's going on you're like okay I get that this is a scary movie, but like, why is it scary? Yeah. What is the topic? What is happening here? It, you, you think it's you. just like, it tricks you because yeah. you think it's just. You think it's a ghost story. Yeah, you think it's a ghost story. There's a, a ghost that's haunting mm-hmm. this kid right. that knocks him out in the head. Well, I would know when we do re- movie reviews, we're going to we're gonna give you some spoilers. So. Oh, yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. This movie came out, you know, what, 12 years ago? Yeah. 2010. So if you haven't seen it, go see it. But you've had time to see I'm it, sure y'all. So it. If you love horror movies, you've seen it yeah uh, and it's part of a franchise so we have the conjuring franchise now we have the insidious, insidious. franchise mm-hmm. that we're that we're going through here so it's beautifully shot the story takes a while to get there so i i appreciate the twist that you don't really know what's going on you think it's a regular a haunting. haunting movie mm-hmm. and then you realize that it's it's more there's mm-hmm. more layers to it um so i enjoy that that it's giving you more layers and and more definition and then kind of like in the conjuring you do have a paranormal expert that comes in mm-hmm. and helps the family through the experience and figure out what's going and figuring on figuring out figuring out what's going on so so that's cool i loved her um the two helpers the guys oh the, my gosh the they're relief. so funny yeah she needs me more no i'm more important <laughs> than you no 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 i'm the most important i do the drawings yes yes <laughs> i set up all the camera shot yeah no it's great um so issues i have to dive into the issues right off the bat because first of all she couldn't stop texting oh my gosh it's driving me crazy so let's talk about the housing situation first what a big house they have it was gorgeous like i'm like if this was my house and it was haunted i'd be okay i'd 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 still live here yeah (laughs) 
I didn't like how they were messing with the the mom who's she just she wants to just write music. I could empathize with her. I'm like, yeah, you just yeah. want to write music, and then you can't find your music, and where is that? And I know oh, you realize so you just moved, but like, ah, where is it? But she knew that she put it somewhere. Yeah. Okay. As a mom, that speaks to us because that happens to me all the time, a million times, <laughs> where I will, you know, have something that I need, set it out. Mm-hmm. And then it's gone. I have a microphone that I use when I'm teaching. And my son also will borrow it and use it to talk to his friends when he's video gaming, when he's oh, playing Fortnite. He's a, yes. And I'm like, where's my microphone? I have a lesson coming. I need to teach. I don't know. And like, you, oh, I know kids. you took it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as a mom, your yes. kids are constantly taking your stuff and moving it. And they're like, I don't know. I didn't do it. I'm like, ah, yes, you did. <laughs> Where'd you put it? So anyway, they have this big beautiful house that they just moved into and the normal like trying to shuffle things around and get to know the house that you've just moved into and then you find out what they do for work so (laughs) here's my issue right she she's a musician she Mm -hmm. writes music but she she's not working she's not working she's got kids she's got kids she's not working she's trying to get back into the game mm-hmm. but it's been difficult so she's not really I don't know if she has residuals coming in from any maybe pieces Did they that explain she's why they moved I forgot they, we just know that they just moved. we know that they just moved and they needed to move in they needed like a better situation for themselves I think okay, so I don't really, really know okay. I, I think the mom had gone through something hmm. Um, which is why she'd stopped writing, but now she feels like she's ready to get back into it. Sure. But um, she does have one that's in elementary school and one that isn't school-aged yet. It's probably around mm. two years old, right? The little one. I thought he could speak, no? The, oh. the, the, the baby? Oh, there's a baby, too. There's three. Yeah, there's three. Oh, my gosh. I thought there's only two. Yeah, so she's just a baby. Okay. So here's my issue. She's not working. She is a out-of-work musician. Those of us who are musicians understand what it is to be a musician and how much money you make especially when you're out of work as a musician you're not making anything so she's not really contributing that much she is because she is a mom oh yeah and she's working hard as the mom but as far as her career goes it's on the back burner yeah yeah and she tries to she tries to work on it in the movie but yeah and then her music is missing so she can't compose because her sheet music is gone anyway so the mom isn't working she's not contributing to household funds at this moment the dad so we're we're thinking that okay he's got some high power job it keeps him out late at night he's always working into the wee hours in the morning everyone's always in bed and asleep Mm -hmm. by the time he comes home from work Later on, you you discover that he's a high school teacher. A high school teacher. He's not making bank. He should be coming home at like three, <laughs> three p.m. He's not a coach. He, need, he needs he's to come home hustling. and help the mom take care of those babies. And the house. How is he affording this house? I don't Do know. Do they live in like nowhere land? I, that's the only thing we can assume. Okay. Like, so we live in California. Where you can't afford anything. <laughs> no. The house that they're living in would be a multi-million dollar house yeah. in California. Oh, yeah. There's no way you're affording that on a teacher's it's salary. Got like three, three levels. Yeah. It's a beautiful, big craftsman style yeah. home. At least three bedrooms. Yes. It's a multi-million dollar home. How is he affording that on a high you, school teacher's you salary? Don't. You, you don't. You don't. So yeah. that's very unbelievable. Issue number one. Yeah. 
Issue number two, if you're a high school teacher, you're not staying at work Mm -hmm. until 11 p.m. 11 p.m. or midnight. Well, we find out later why I think he's doing it, but it's just... He's doing it to avoid his family, y'all. Avoid issues. He's avoiding what's going on with his son. He's avoiding what's going on. He does not want to be involved. Nope. He made me so angry. <laughs> Angela was very upset. <laughs> and Nicole has watched this movie, so she knows what's going on while I'm texting her. So she knows what happens mm-hmm. with the dad and why he's avoiding. But Patrick Wilson's such a good actor. He does a great <sighs> job at being that deadbeat dad. Oh, I was so mad. I was like, I don't like this movie, Nicole. Stop making me watch it. There's no way they can afford this house on a teacher's salary. And and then they move because kids and three kids. Oh, my gosh. Three little kids. And that's a lot. Yeah. And then they move too in the middle of the movie because the house is they think the house is haunted. And so Rose Byrne, that's the actress that, you know, plays the mom. mm -hmm. I love her so much. She's so amazing. She makes me happy every time I see her on screen. But she's British, right? Yes. So she pulls off that American accent. I loved her. She's. Oh, okay. So. They move to another house that there's no way that they could afford. It's a very nice house. It looks new. Ah, oh, it's a different style home. It's right. more of like a California contemporary yeah, single, home. Single story, yeah. But it's still another house that they can't afford on the teacher's salary. Especially so like, and then moving. Like did, they didn't sell the other house right away. I'm sure it takes a long time for closing. Yeah, they just packed up and they moved. They packed up and moved in like two days. It looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's insane. And he's like, oh, oh. The spoiler part two. So her eldest falls, right, and goes into a coma, and he's now being taken care of at home with a nurse. How do you afford that care? They must have amazing health care <laughs> as a teacher. As a teacher. Well, they get benefits, but benefits enough to cover that. Like, no. that's pretty intense. So, anyway, that yeah. wouldn't be covered on, you know, my old Kaiser plan. <laughs> <laughs> no way. So they move with full time care mm-hmm. in their house. Yeah. Magic of Hollywood people. That's how this gets done. So frustrating. I just want to, I just want to afford a home. <laughs> California. Anyway. Uh, we digress. Um, yeah. <laughs> so moving along. So they, but you know, they find out later, right from the mom, it's not a haunting. It's, it's astro- more than that. Yeah. So it, it's not the house that's haunted. It's the son the that's son. haunted. Because he is able to what? astral project yes so he has been doing it for a while but he thought he was just dreaming and then you get to see all the in the beginning spoil alert you see all these drawings that he did Mm -hmm. and then you look at the drawings and you're like oh that's that's him him Mm -hmm. flying that's him actually astral projecting Projecting. he's Mm -hmm. out of his body yes and then he's traveling in the further which is kind of like this um in between world Mm -hmm. uh in another dimension but he's doing it when he's sleeping so Mm -hmm. he thinks that he it's a dream it's a it's a dream but it's different than than a dream like he is leaving his body and moving into another dimension and so um the spirits that live in that dimension have noticed that he's not in his body and they want a body to inhabit right and so one of the spirits has locked up the little boy and won't let him Because he's gone too far into the further. He wants to take his body. He wants to take his body. We shouldn't spoil it too much. Yeah. But anyway, you find that out. That that, that plot happens there. And so that's really what's happening. It's the boy that's haunted. Mm -hmm. It's not 
the house. So they brought the spirits to the new house. And one of the creepiest scenes for me happens in the new house. And it's it has to deal with the song that we were actually going to use for this podcast. But we were like, this is the perfect song. Oh, my gosh. You guys know it. Everybody sing along. Tiptoe through the window. Da, 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 da. I'm letting Angela do that. I'm not the vocalist. Through the window. Oh, that song so is creepy. always creeping me out. It's such a how it's amazing that like you think it's such a happy song, but the way oh, it's, creepy. it's sung. Well, it's it's a, it's a man singing in falsetto, That's so you creepy. have that like really woo yes. wobbly kind of a a voice yeah. that doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just. Oh, it's just creepy. Yeah, that whole scene, the scene of the little, when she's outside of the new home. And, yes. And she sees the little boy listening and he's, that was so scary to me. <laughs> it wasn't a jump scare at all. It was it's just, just like, like that imagery and that sound and that song, like all together. James Wan yeah. did a really good job of scaring the he, pants off. He gets you. Yeah. He gets you. He did it. That was good. Um, but yeah, the further, the further was even more scarier. They even oh. go dive into, I mean, again, we won't, we're on everything, but it's, we, it's a nightmare state. Just yes. the way that the, the, the people that are mm-hmm. in the further or the spirits that are in the further, the way they have that choppy robotic movement. Oh. And you guys know what I'm talking about. So and just the painted on smiles on their faces mm-hmm. as they're moving and, Oh, that is, you know, family, the stuff that makes your nightmares. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was hard. That was hard to get through. I could, again, when I watch scary movies, sometimes I close my eyes a little or cover or I'm crocheting and I'm like, cover my face. Like crocheting is a great thing to do while you're watching these scary movies. You can can just pull the crochet up over your eyes. Yes. You have that blanket to cover your face. Um, Any other, any other issues with the movie that you had? Well, I, Without spoiling anything, you finally understand why the dad is such a douche. <laughs> you you get to be okay with that at the end. You're like, you okay, do. you do. Okay, because he didn't know he was. It was. I think it was a very unconscious thing that he was doing to avoid it because maybe that's how he was put into it. So, yeah. Well, yeah. That that was a suggestion that they put into yeah. the dad yeah. so that he would stay away. Yeah, from the further because. Okay, a little spoiler. <laughs> like father, like son. That's all go. I'm going to say. That's good. That's good. Um, so anyway, the father does try to have a heroic moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but that sets you up for the next movie, I'm assuming. I have not seen Insidious 2, but... And we will. Oh, good. <laughs> we'll, we'll review that at some point. We've got to see what happens next, next. I think we're going to go old school in the next one. But anyway. Oh. Um, she so. has this whole list, this whole plan because i love horror movies all right so again imdb gave it a 6.8 well how many stitches would you give this movie um yeah i tend to go with imdb ratings Mm. i i think they're pretty i i liked the conjuring better i thought it was better interesting i think insidious deals with a a really cool topic that isn't usually dealt with in um paranormal movies Mm -hmm. um and so that was cool that was a new Mm -hmm. twist to astro projection to throw that in there and Mm -hmm. have it be a different type of haunting it's not tied to the house but Mm -hmm. it is tied to the ability 
of uh, the characters that are in the movie. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot of the the devices that they used with the picture taking. Are you taking pictures and then there's suddenly a figure that's in the pictures that keeps getting closer and closer oh, to the subject of the photo. Oh, that was so creepy. Um, so I think that was a good device. And the device of music, mm-hmm. the whoever they used for um, composition, Okay, I have to the tell violins, you. violins, man. Oh, that was so good. I have to tell you uh, just a quick little side note about um, horror movie music. One of my best friends when I was in college, she's a twin, both girls, the sweetest girls ever. And they had a very sheltered upbringing. They weren't exposed to a lot growing up. And one of those twins is now a very celebrated composer for horror films. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. What? I'm like, how did you do that? How did you make that transition? But no, she wanted to be a film composer. Okay. And um, writing for horror music just gives you such a wide variety it to does. choose from. You can make all kinds of crazy and I interesting sounds. I love it. You can inv- how to invoke that that fear. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. She's really good That's at it. Amazing. I'm like, but yeah. you're the sweetest person ever. <laughs> Maybe that's the best type of person to do that. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. fun. Well, right on. So you, you give it. Th- I Yeah. So I would I would say that it, it's it's a pretty fair rating. I did like The Conjuring better probably because of the real story behind it. And I mm-hmm. love diving into that. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was very creative. I okay. thought it was beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. I think a 6.8 because that's close to the 7, which is what I gave the last movie. That's that's good. Okay. You know, it's funny. I'm the opposite. I, I think I liked Insidious more than The Conjuring. <gasps> you did. I did. I, I don't know why. I think there's those those elements that you touched upon. Plus, the yeah, the imagery, the demon in this one oh. is way scarier to me than the, the uh, Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Um, and the cliffhanger at the end of Insidious got me. I love it. Yeah. So I think I give it eight stitches out of ten. Yeah. I think I think. The big thing for me to overcome was the ridiculousness of the housing situation. Get past that. And we the know dad. <laughs> we know he's, that's how he was set up. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, the overall creativity of this movie was, was amazing to me. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Eight out of 10 stitches. All right. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for hanging on and listening to us about and banter about a lot of things today. Yeah. Um, we hope you, hey, if you can, once we're out, you know, we'll rate us and subscribe to us. That would be so amazing, please. That would be awesome. And good or bad, you know, we'll take all the ratings. Yeah. Let us know that you're there and that you're out there and that you're listening to us because we do want to build a community with you guys. Yeah. Please reach out to us at the ominous stitch at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your stories. So if you have any paranormal stories um, or any true crime stories that you've experienced, we would love to hear that. If you're a medium and you want to help me through my journey, you can reach out to us there at theominousstitch at gmail.com. Also check out our social media, Um, see some pictures, and maybe we can include that a link to that YouTube clip. Can yes. we do that? Oh, yeah. I'll put that on there, our social media. I'll put on, I'll put in photos of Aoki Gahara. I'll put on um, the, the clip for YouTube. I'll even link our sources of where I researched. Yes. And then also check out our YouTube channel, the Ominous Stitch podcast at YouTube um, and see the Moss Stitch. And you yes. can also check out the Alpine Stitch if yes. you haven't seen that. And stitch and listen. Wonderful. All right. With that, See you, we'll stitchers. See you, stitchers. <laughs>